Can we talk about last night's games? <laughs> Which one? I just want to talk about first why Rachel is. Why is your? Oh, of course, you put cuckoo clock as your name. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, she is crazy because you've got a cuckoo clock going off in the middle of our recordings every single time. So that I is have to get my name. That is true. Disclaimer <laughs> who, to the who uh, owns a cuckoo clock? It's 2018. I, I I'm in agreement with you on that. You know, I'm not defending the practice. Um, it brings character. It brings personality. Um, it brings an extra, you know, that real makes the listener really feel like they're part of the podcast when they hear that, um, that natural sound. You can't beat that. Do you have a, you have a singing bird clock? Yes. That's what I have. And stuff just <laughs> serenades me in the background as I deliver my hot takes. You guys are ridiculous. Rachel, talk to me about Liz. Cause what happened during the second half? What happened to the Dallas Wings in the second half? I mean, besides the fact that the Venus Phoenix Mercury just like could they couldn't miss they couldn't do anything wrong Dewana Bonner was just throwing everything like she could throw it behind her head between the legs with her eyes closed and that it was going she was in disbelief tell me you saw when she made one of those one of those shots and she was just like laughing her way back like I, I don't even know how that was went taunting everybody there was one second left on the shot clock and taunting herself I mean she was just like this is yeah. ridiculous I mean, you knew it. It, the, the whole game was a heat check. Well, for her. you knew it like the whole time it was happening, like especially that second half, it, that, that third quarter. I mean, like you knew what was going to happen. And like Dallas was so deflated and just had nothing left at that point. It was just like we all knew it was going to happen. I mean, and then you had Tarazi who's playing like she's like 25 years old getting buckets on everybody yeah, apparently apparently there's a time in the season where i said she shouldn't be in the mvp talk and i'm gonna have to go back on myself on that she uh, was incredible i mean she, i got called out i got called out she's just like and that's like the thing like i know we're gonna talk about this when we start like when we when we get rolling and stuff here but like like when we talk when we look ahead to connecticut and stuff but like that's why they have a shot and that's why they have a shot in any game they go into or any series is you have her on your side, you gotta like your chances, given that she's what eleven and zero in elimination games or twelve and zero now. I believe it's twelve and zero, and that's she, she yeah, just it's crazy. It's just crazy. She wills her team, and and the frustrating part about Dallas is a team that we've talked about all season being so having so much depth. Yes, they have all these injuries or whatever. Nobody hit double digits besides the two stars. Yeah, that's There's the problem. So it's many just, missing pieces with Dallas I mean it's it's a very yeah. talented roster um but it's not in my in my opinion is not like strategically put together in terms of just what balances the other you know the three-point shooting and and just, just offensively like the way they work with each other I mean if it's not Diggins or Cambage like I don't know what else is like transpiring out there um and then I mean I made this comment too I forget who I was talking to yesterday but like that's a bunch of like, I mean, their team is is long. They're athletic. I mean, they should be so much better defensively, consistently. Yeah, you know, and I, I just felt like for yeah. the entire season, you know, being able to really buy into the defensive end of the floor um, was not something they were ever able to consistently do. And obviously, last night, you know, they couldn't stop Phoenix. Um, at least try to slow they, them down you, at all. They, they, I mean, they couldn't. I remember you said you said that exact thing last night, Rachel. You were saying like this team just has a lot of holes when we were when we were talking during the game and stuff, and just that it's just interesting. And like that's why I want to ask you guys because I was like thinking about it last night, and I think like 
I know we've like talked about this a lot, like off, like we've just talked in general. Like I think there's a lot of teams that have some very interesting off seasons coming up, you know, and you know, I, I feel like Dallas is one of them that like already it's kind of been a lot of like what could happen this off season has a lot of been laid out for us. And, you know, obviously with Fred getting, you know, fired, you know, uh, and, 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 and Rachel answer me this though. Yeah. How, were you as equally like hyped on Taj as I was last night? Cause Taj mic'd up. I was freaking out the way she was just like, we ain't got time for that. Yeah. But, but don't you love Sandy though? Sandy. Oh yeah. No, I love Sandy. Sandy's an amazing coach. Sandy mic'd up is great. And then you get, you know, you get the Australian accent in there. Like, come on, man. You can't beat that. Love the energy. No, I, I agree. Also, can we I talk agree. about how there was like seven people from Australia represented in that game last night? Or five? Like or national team. Yeah. What, it was – It was yeah, it was like crazy. I saw that stat. How much – so how much of an advantage did uh, Brondello have in that game because of that? Is that is that an unfair advantage that maybe they should only allow American – coaches well here's something that i want to throw at you guys that, that was a joke <laughs> <You're> <laughs> out of control i have something i want to throw at you guys which i think you might find interesting and rachel will really appreciate this so and this will lead into another question i have so last night in her post-game comments post-game press conference or she said it, i think yeah i think it was after the game liz cambage said this is how kind of it it kind of is this is not I, – I, I don't think she meant it as a shot at Taj. Um, but she said that Sandy knew her – the probably knew her and her game the best of any coach there in the arena that night um, because of their work together on the Australian national team. Okay, that's, no, that's got to be a shot. If you say in the arena that night, that's got to be a shot. If you say in the world, that's different uh, in my yeah, opinion. Yeah, and don't, don't hold me word for word in that, but pretty much you're saying like Sandy knows me really well. And – it was interesting, and that leads to my thing, was that then she said last night she was quoted as saying that she would be really interested in coming back, and obviously it has to be what's best for her and stuff, but I want to see what you guys think. Do you guys think that that really when she kind of alluded to, I guess, reopening her mind, do you, th- do you guys take that seriously, or do you think it's just her just maybe like responding to like the – pour out of fans and, and media members who have responded to her comments earlier. Like, what do you, what did you guys make I, of that? I, I, I think she's genuinely, I think the comments from the beginning about her really considering whether she wanted to come back or not. Listen, you got, I mean, it's been such an emotional year for her um, from technicals to her, her, you know, her coach was fired. I mean, he, I mean, he like built a relationship with her for like five years to, you know, even potentially get her to come back um, to, the technical to, to like the, the, the pour out of the fans, the people that hate her, the people that love her. I mean, it's, she's had a, a hell of a year. Um, so I'm sure it's been really frustrating. And so those comments were made at a time when they're on a, a nine game losing streak and all hell's breaking loose. And so I think you, you kind of have to take a little bit of everything with a grain of salt. Everything's happening so fast. Everything's very emotional. Um, I, I don't think we're going to know the true. Um, I think she's meaning what she's saying when she's saying them when she's saying it. So like last night, you know, you, you saw her when she came off the bench, she, she's like walking off in tears. Um, and I, I genuinely believe her. I think she, she's like, I love yeah. Dallas. I love my teammates. I that think she's awesome. had as, 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 as difficult as this year's been. I think she's had a, so much fun. I mean, 
you know, we, we saw her, I mean, we saw her like, like firsthand at the all-star game. She's like, kids are flocking to her. She's giving kids her shoes and autographs and just like had so much fun dancing. I mean, she, she was like, you know, um, the queen of the WBA this year. I mean, she brought so much love and attention to it. And I think she equally loved it as much. So I think, I think she, like she said, she got a taste of the playoffs, um, which was probably, she's a competitor too. Uh, so you get a taste of playoffs. You're, you're playing with Skylar Diggins. You guys are extremely close and she wants a championship. I think there's probably a part of her that understands, Hey, this is the greatest competition in the world. Maybe it's obviously not a ton of money. That's not going to change anytime soon. Um, but I mean, you know, I, 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 I believe it when she's saying it. And I, I mean, I really, I think it's probably, I'll make a bold prediction that it's, it's the, the chances of her coming back are probably better than her, um, not coming back that that's my it is bold but I think that she you know she really does she really did genuinely have a great year she had a tremendous season I think there's gonna be a lot of people really advocating for her in the offseason to please come back and to me like Liz Cambage is someone that's got a really big heart and um, she obviously is passionate about this game she loves and I think this was a big year for her so we'll see I don't know Stevens and and Skyler are going to be constantly hitting up her phone every day Come back, come back. <laughs> she's been the best. She's been the. I think she's been the best story of the league this year. And there's been a lot of she's great the, stories by far. It's been so like I said this last night. I said her season. Like we may get one like this iconic, dominant year. Like I agree with you, Rachel, on, on that when you tweeted about how like it was like Shaq esque and how she dominated because she was this big like tall like you know a, a big a center who no one could stop and just would have her way no matter how she would do it. And if we get one season of that and that's it, like it's one of these things that's like in any other sport and this, I don't want to get down too far down this hole, that rabbit hole of men's sports versus women's sports coverage. But like, (laughs) I know, no, no, I don't want to, but I mean, what I was going to say is like, this is something that like, like with like almost like warrant like a 30 for 30. I, you know? Yeah, no, I'm with you. That That's how big I think the storyline like, has been just her and the other yeah. storylines this year. It's, it's been huge. You've got like people are rapping about her. I mean, and it's not just her. It's, it's, it's good for the WNBA as a whole. So we want to talk about growing the game. It, 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 it happens with underlining stories and, and characters and personalities like this. I mean, her personality is as big as she is as a human being. And I, I love it. And it's huge. And it, I think she single-handedly alone grew the WNBA. I mean, you know, light years as to what it was. No, I agree. And also, I mean, I'll build on what you were saying, Rachel, when we were at the all-star game in the locker room with her, and we like we trailed her because we had a few questions we wanted to ask her. We trailed her from the court to the locker room, and she gets to the locker room being very friendly, interacting with us, answering our questions. And the whole time she's freaking out because she wants a sharpie so she can sign the five other pairs of shoes that she has in her in her locker and run back out and give them to the fans. And she's like, the fans aren't going to be there. I want to give them to this little kid I saw there. I want to give it to this person. I want to do this. She's not only growing the game with her personality, but her effort grows the game on and off the court. Um, all right. The the more exciting game of last night was Minnesota versus L.A. And Maya Moore, I never thought I'd say this, <laughs> screws the pooch. Um, <laughs> I, yeah, it was not pretty. It was not. What, zero, point, <laughs> zero points in the fourth quarter? 
missing two key free throws that make it a one-point game with like 30 seconds left. That was like the turning point in the game. No, it was like a minute, and I think maybe like a minute, I don't know, whatever, maybe a minute and a half, whatever it was. But no, so they'd cut it, they'd cut it to three, maybe three or four times. So it's cut to three, Maya Moore's at the line, she misses both, and she's like an 83% free throw shooter, which is just to me, at, at that point in the game, that caliber of player, um, there's something going on. And I'm going to go ahead and say it right now. Something is going on. I don't know if it's personal life. I don't know if it's between the ears. I don't, I don't know what it is, but um, there's something going on in Maya Moore's world um, for her to miss both of those free throws in, in that moment. So anyway, they, they instead of it being a potential one-point game, LA gets the ball back. They go back down. They not, you know, pull up. Rachel, player, Rachel, player perspective real quick. How much – I've always been so curious of this. When people who have been players speak about it, they say it could be personal life stuff. And I'm not in, in any way, shape, or form implying that it could be personal life with her. What I'm simply asking you is someone who's at that high of a level of play, do you believe like it could it could legitimately be personal things? Or do you think it's just the hits? I think I think personal covers a really like broad spectrum of things. I mean, personally, she could be mental, just struggling with – exhaustion you know so when I say personal I'm not saying oh like some sort of like breakup or something like that it, who knows I, I don't know but but I think it could be just maybe a level of exhaustion or um I, I'm just I'm just this is what my definition of personal is right. I, it's a lot of different things that maybe personal that just maybe we're not aware of um but to me it just you know I, I think I think Maya Moore is so incredible and she um is like up there in the conversation with, you know, one of the greatest of all time, or obviously at least one of the greatest who's playing right now. And at that, at that stage and with a minute and a half to go and you go up there and you miss both of those free throws. I mean, that's, that's telling to me, that's telling to me. Um, I don't know. I think it speaks volumes. What do you guys think? Well, I agree with you and, and Pat, before I let you go, I'm just, for me, the whole game, I was like, okay, okay, this is kind of how I expected it. Third quarter comes around, Sparks make that push. Um, but there was many times during the game where I just, I looked at the people I was watching the game with, and I said, Lindsay fucking Whalen, excuse my French. No, she, she hits that three. She's feeding, yeah, beat me out, whatever. She's feeding the ball to to Temi. Temi's knocking down her first three-point attempt of the season. I mean, it seemed like like Lindsay was there and ready to give that vintage Lindsay game to get the win. And and like I said, Maya screwed the pooch. And and she was flawless in the first half. Yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know. I, I don't know how to describe it. It just didn't seem like she was all there or obviously it's not my at her best we've seen my at her best so I I don't know I don't know it's it, it, it was heartbreaking that second half that, that fourth quarter in particular because because if you're one of the greats and you're a competitor and, and like those are the moments you take over a game you know and those are the moments where that clutch gene yeah. comes in and, and like you you rise above everything else going on and and greatness happens and I guess I think I even said it in one of my previews that I had a feeling that Maya Moore could go off for 30 and like hit, hit the game winner. I mean, cause that's, that's the way we talk about Maya Moore, you know, doing those things and being clutch like that. So it was just, it was really, I, I felt sad for her um, that that fourth quarter and that second half kind of, kind of transpired that way. But you know, it, it, that's why we play the games and that's why, you know, people have off games, people have off years and these things happen. Um, 
So I don't know. I was just more so I felt sad for her and just kind of uh, that, that we weren't able to necessarily get that full Maya effect, you know, and, and, I, and I'm not trying to be like hard on her. It's just, you know, you can't miss those free throws at that point in the game. You can't. Well, what did we see from Raquana and Chelsea? Just fucking <laughs> sorry, sorry. Just my God. Just lights. I mean, this is lights out shooting. This is what happens when that will. Um, right, exactly. Raw and uncut. You get some swear I mean, words. Sorry. I mean, I think. I mean, Chelsea. I thought she was the X factor coming into the game because well, she, she is, Chelsea's no, able Chelsea's to. Chelsea's the X factor the, for the Los Angeles Sparks. Yes. In general, yeah, yeah, she was just incredible. And what she's able to do, um, and I think, Rachel, you're kind of alluding to this, is that she's able to impact the game so well at both ends of the floor. She's great defensively. She's like a dog on the ball. And then offensively, she's the one that I think can take them from – like this was so frustrating is that they're, they should be playing faster. And I've said this a lot. And like they should be playing faster and getting up and down the floor. And I hate that they're like so much further down in, in their middle of the pack team in pace. Like – they should be getting, they should be faster and they should be a better offensive team. And like, I feel like she's the, the person who can unlock that and just unleash them offensively and just can get them up and down the floor, pl- get them playing faster, you know, and get them out in transition. And that's why, and obviously she can knock down threes too. So she can get to the rim and then Raquan Williams just outstanding has really, I think solidified that fifth starter spot um, with the sparks through this playoff run. So, I mean, she's, it's, I mean, yeah, it was really impressive to see their their guard play was probably the difference last night when NECA played well and Candace. I mean, the fact that they won and Candace scored two points, uh, that's unbelievable. I mean, they had three people score, essentially. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. That's, I mean, that goes to show a combination of two things. Number one, I think it shows that how much better Chelsea Gray has gotten over a year, that they can have Candace have an off game and they can still win. Um, I think it goes to two, and maybe we could do, we can go to this as we have, we haven't really hit on us. I think it just shows how much weaker Minnesota is and how that wasn't the same team. Like if this happened last year in the finals, LA would have gotten blown out. They had won. If they had Candace only scored two points. Well, I mean, you guys know what, that like what, 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 LA wouldn't have been in that you, game. Pat, that you were, you were saying, um, you were like, man, because like, like it's halftime. Minnesota is not the same. What? What, what? Sorry, uh, you were cutting out, and obviously I was, I was losing. Your <laughs> no, you're no, I, no, you're good. You, uh, no. Uh, cuckoo clock's getting a little out of control over there. Cuckoo clock, yeah, the Wi-Fi. Obviously, I forgot to pay. I was just gonna say my my thing. I was just saying is that I feel right. like you know a lot of it is it shows that how much things have changed now for Minnesota because if this happened last yeah. year in 2016 where Candace Parker scores two points in a game, LA would have gotten blown. Well, out. and you you made the comment at halftime. I think we were texting, and you were like, "Man, like." <laughs> like Minnesota's playing like damn near like their best basketball, you know, as a whole at that yes. point with other people, Temi and people stepping up and like LA was like still up. <laughs> not, not right. Well, right. Like up. they, well, that's the thing. The whole season we've been, we've been talking about this. Minnesota's bench can't score for Diddley. Temi drops 15. That that's what needed to happen. But, but, it, but you needed to have, Vintage fouls and vintage more, along with other people. Or, or Zandy not be afraid. Okay, I just, I know we got to cut out soon, but 
Zandalasini hits an early three ball and then just disappears for the whole game. I thought she'd get going. She was actually my prediction as someone that would, you know, hopefully rise up and she'd been doing well. Um, But it was Temi, which is, hey, why not? I really, I mean, if you would have told me going into the game that you would have had Temi with 15, um, anyone, any one of the, the the bench players comes in for the Lynx and has 15, I, I'm saying that that the Lynx won that game because, you you know, you needed that extra um, offensive boost, and I really felt like Maya Moore was going to hang about 25. Fouls would have had about 18 or 20, um, and but it just didn't happen. So I don't know. It is what it is. I'm, I'm done with it. I, one last thing I got to say, though, is you haven't played her all game, and then you're going to throw her in there. A player who's had, you know – confidence issues all season you're gonna throw her in there on the last play and give her the ball when their team is just like chomping at the bits <laughs> I, I don't know I, I, I was just like what are you doing why would you put her I, in there at that point I don't even remember that happening so <laughs> she was the one she was the one on the last play who got the ball just, they were yeah. down by they were like they still kind of had a chance to do something if something crazy happened they throw it to her. She takes one dribble oh, and gets yeah. the ball stolen. Well, yeah, that's about what you would expect. I'm with you. I mean, I you. I'm just, just ridiculous. Just, just. Hey, I have, I have, I'm, I'm I have one last comment. Out. Pat. Okay. <laughs> in your best words, how do you describe the difference of pace between the two games last night? <laughs> yes. Yes. And then we'll foghorn it. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, I mean, I, I gotta be honest. I'm like, I mean, that wings, mer- I mean, it's like for people on these coasts, the tip off for this Lynx Sparks game is at 1030. So we're already <laughs> late enough. The fact that we got to put two teams that are just like, it's like watching like two snails go up and down the court. It's like, we're already going to fall asleep. You know, if it was, if it wasn't Lynx Sparks, I'd fall asleep. But so I described it. <laughs> I described the first game, which I don't think you could disagree with. Wings Mercury was like 5G Wi-Fi. Like you flip on that Wi-Fi, you goes at 5G. You're just, I mean, you know, it, flying the speed. And then watching Sparks Links was like dial-up. I, I dozed off in the third quarter. <laughs> See, that's the thing. You know, it's like sorry, sorry everybody. That that's the. It's okay. No, you're fine. I mean, like. That's the thing. Like it was so late, and like okay, Link Sparks. If it wasn't Link Sparks, then like you're most likely gonna not stay awake because it's just like the pace was just oh my god, it was just. I mean, like that first quarter. What was the score? Was like fifteen, 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 like, sixteen. Yeah. Links with the lead. Fifteen, sixteen. Yeah, there we go. There we go. They had the lead. Yeah. So it was just like it's like I, I that shows again like how much it's changed too that like I think that goes back to like I I said this last night and like and like putting a bow on the Lynx season is you know they um this the game is changing now the game is getting faster Rachel's a coach you know this like when you're looking at players and stuff and you see it like when you talk to like colleagues like the game speed is getting faster the days of it just being a half court game and stuff is is not the same anymore and like the Lynx are not built to play that style um, in current fashion and and you see like teams like Seattle and Connecticut and um, Dallas and Phoenix where you're built to get Washington. up and down the floor Washington yeah yeah you're not going to it's just an outdated style of play and it's just 
the game is changing. It's like the men, it's getting to be where the men's game is, where it's just get up and down, run and gun. Yeah. No argument. We'll see where it goes. I still got, I yeah. still, I still stand by my statement after the loss. Link's dynasty is not over. You'll see it. You'll hear it. You'll believe it.